I do feel silly sometimes walking into therapy over and over and being like, yeah, I want to talk about my lack of self-worth again. Like, yeah. I want to talk about how anxious I feel again. Hey, welcome back. This is Not For Everyone, starring Jess DeBakey, our lover, and me, Caroline Winkler, your hater. We are just doing our best out here, and sometimes we're not even really doing that, but... <laughs> that's <so laughs> that's, that's a good revelation to share with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually want to, As soon as I said it, I was like, I don't want to set the standard that I'm always trying my best. That sounds boring. Setting me up for failure. Yeah. Okay, I immediately have a question that I need your help with. Please. Somebody DM'd us a hot take, and I have no idea what this means. I think I saw it. I have no idea what this means, and I'm hoping maybe you know, and if you don't, we're just going to live Google. Okay. Okay, somebody just DM'd hot take corporate gulp. I know what it is. What is that? I didn't I did not see this DM but I know what that is. Okay. Have you seen any of these like TikToks and reels and stuff going around lately that are I think this has been a trend for a while like corporate comedy on TikTok and stuff. So there are certain people now who are doing like a whole character where they're like your um nonprofit boss or yeah. your project manager or whatever like and things that the non that the nonprofit boss says exactly but the okay. the whole reel is like in character and they'll kind of start it and be like okay thanks everyone for joining the meeting today and they'll do this little <laughs> gulp um today we're going to and they're like they're always kind of like clutching if you're watching on YouTube you can see what I'm doing they're kind of like clutching their cardigan and holding their tea and they're like, you know, we had to um, reduce our workforce. <laughs> gulp. And, oh, that was uh, your gulp? Okay. That's the gulp. It's like a slight like, and you know, and they like, I, I wish I had like okay. a script in front of me so I could do it better. But it's this character. There's this one person who does it on Instagram. Her name is Lisa Beasley. Okay. And I recently started following her. I think her actual like comedy profile is called corporate Erin e-r-i-n and she's hilarious and just like for anybody who's worked not only in the corporate world but i think especially in like remote corporate settings she's spot on and so the corporate gulp is a weird thing that it rings true rings true like it's part of like corporate cadence kind of like i I, sometimes i talk about how there's a there's a youtube cadence which is so crazy or it's not youtube it's it's like influencer cadence um, kind of like an influencer accent, but a corporate. Exactly. Ooh. It's like that. But I don't know if anyone, like, it's so weird because when I see the corporate gulp happening in these TikToks, I'm like, I know exactly what that is. And I okay. feel like it rings true. Okay. But then if I try to think of somebody that I've actually worked with who did that in real life, like, I can't <laughs> name it. It's just like these people, like, yeah, bosses in the ether that, like, we. We don't remember them. We don't even know them, but we know that they're there and that we've seen it before and that it triggers, the gulp triggers a deep guttural upset in (gasps) a corporate employee. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I can picture the gulp, but it it sounds like at the very least it captures a spirit. Yes. Of corporate. 
Okay. I don't know what the hot take is other than I guess the hot take is like I don't know if this is an actual thing. Okay. But I simultaneously feel very seen by it or like I enjoy the content, you know. Okay. It's like spirit of the law versus letter of the law. Yeah, wow, yeah. Do you remember that from theology class? Yeah, from Bible (laughs) studies or (laughs) from our Bible studies. Um, I really liked that character you did though. Can you give me another like line of a manager announcing something? She immediately clutches her cardigan. She pulls her cardigan to get pull the cardigan closed. Yeah, what would they say? They would just be like, you know, in thinking about our OKRs for this quarter, (laughs) we're really going to need to collaborate with our cross organization stakeholders to oh my god really i do hate sure that goal that we are aligned on our mission and that we're full steam ahead okay i see it now <laughs> that yeah, was the, that now. was the best one i've done that was oh that was the best that's the best goal <laughs> i'm not much of an impressionist but that felt like the spirit of the law was in the me. Spirit of the law. <laughs> so upsetting. So upsetting. Truly. I've uh, been dealing with it. I've been actually seeing myself like lean into the corporate of it all yeah. recently. I think as I just have been realizing like don't give a fuck. Work is so boring to me and it's oh. not my main priority, but I do it and I'm fine at it and whatever. But something that makes it more fun is kind of when you like pretend to care a little yeah you know like lean in like i've been setting up one-on-one meetings with people that i don't usually talk to people that are not your subordinates and right just, being like, <laughs> just to be like hey checking like, in what's up with you and i think part of it is that i want to kind of know the tea i want to like talk to them about the hot goss that might be going on at the company but then I think also I'm just kind of like, I'm bored and you're probably bored too. Let's just like have a meeting and That's see awesome. if there's any alignment that comes out of it. No, <laughs> just like see if there's like, see if we can have fun for 30 minutes in the middle of this boring ass day. Like I've been leaning into networking and like <laughs> asking people like, what they think of the new strategy oh my god say another word say another word how they feel about the top-down nature (laughs) of the organizational changes like (laughs) i can turn it off i used a word in therapy this week what did i say my my therapist was like i'm sorry what (laughs) oh i said the word table stakes which might actually be two words yeah i don't know what that is so it's definitely like a gambling term. You just flipped your hair as you started to describe table stakes. <laughs> table stakes. I think it definitely comes from like gambling, which I don't know anything about. But in the corporate world, if you say something is table stakes, it means that it's like it's a given. That was already on the table. That's not even what we're talking about. Like, okay. oh, that's table stakes. We're talking about this. Title stakes. So I feel like I said that in therapy this week about like a relationship issue where I was yeah. like, yeah, that part's table stakes. Like, I'm table talking about this. Stakes. And Barbara was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> who are you? And <laughs> what have you done with Jessica? Bible um, stakes. But it just comes, it just comes over me. I say the word leverage a lot. Oh, There's okay. so many words. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are real isn't that funny how like they're not real we need different words to properly wear the costume 
of working your job. Yeah. But like you said, I guess it applies to lots of things like YouTubers and influencers and stuff have their own Mm -hmm. language and costume. I always like to think about why for any kind of dialect, like there's, I think there's usually physiological or psychological reasons they evolve. Like they don't evolve for no reason. I think certain dialects in throughout the world evolve based on like topography and how sound moves like Hmm. in valleys i don't know i don't know i'm just a scientist i don't know moving on i don't know don't look it up but maybe (laughs) maybe that's true maybe that's true but um for the you for the influencer cadence it's because they're trying not to say filler words and so then they're um whoops i said it anyway buying time dragging things out by dragging things out and they're not speaking freely so they're trying to think about whatever script they're trying to say and not say filler words so they don't have to edit them out and then it ends up being this lilty thing right yeah i have been stressed about my filler words lately i will say same dude why are we weak we're so weak it's like nobody even said anything it wasn't even based on a comment it was just my own you know it's because we're still editing and abby's not back i cannot bear to listen to myself back (laughs) i don't want to know what i sounded like and what i said even though usually by the end i'm happy with it and i'm laughing and i'm like damn she's smart but I just don't like how it sounds. I don't want to have to think about it. When I'm editing the episode now, I don't even listen to most of it. I just look at the lines in the audio and I see if there's an isolated blip, it's like a 99% chance it's an um. Me just screaming um. Me just screaming um in the beginning, in the middle of a sentence when like nothing need to happen. Or it's me blowing out the mic. And yeah. other than that, everything's fine. So yeah. I'm, I'm putting these episodes out. <laughs> I don't know what's in them. It is really funny when I'm taking notes, like listening back to an episode and jotting down like, oh, just want to fix that part. Just want to fix that part. How it's like, um, turn down the volume on Caroline yelling here. <laughs> like cut me doing the corporate gulp here. <laughs> like it's, it really is those sounds. Um, Why do they do the corporate gulp? I'm so interested in that. What is that? It feels like anxiety they're swallowing something they're swallowing their will to live they're swallowing their will to throw themselves out a window <laughs> they're swallowing their dignity because they yeah have they're to swallowing lead their the dignity. team through this fucking torture um i don't really know where that comes from but i think it's similar to what you're saying about the influencers like there must be i really think a lot of this stuff is like somebody did it and then everybody emulated it mimicked it yeah um yeah there's a lot of things that i say or ways that i talk in the corporate world that i know the same way that you might be talking and like all of a sudden hear your mom come out of you and you're like what the fuck wow it's the same it's like i can hear old managers coming out of me at certain moments yeah because that's what it it looks like it and it does help it's it's silly and it's superficial but it does help to make you you know same way putting on the suit makes you seem a little bit more like somebody who would wear a suit yeah. Right, which I am not. I have some random thoughts to talk about today. Last week we talked about my comedy class and how it was kind of stressing me out and like an added thing on my plate. So literally the day after Caroline and I recorded that and had that conversation, I processed it further and decided to quit it officially, <laughs> which was a joyful moment that really should have happened sooner but anyway 
felt great. Nice. And so then I was like, okay, I have been trying to write comedy for the last couple of weeks with little avail, but at least now I have some fodder for the podcast. Yeah. So you can see why I quit my stand-up class because <laughs> none of these are that good, but they are good enough to talk about here. And that is, is why I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a that's so funny. A fat. <laughs> yeah, so please. Funny. <laughs> okay. Hit me. So let me let me find the first one. Okay, here's a quick hitter. <laughs> She's already laughing at her own joke. I know, but I tried it on like several people and it didn't work. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think it's funny. Do you roll up your sleeves when you eat? This is actually a question to you. Um, only if it's like a bell. Okay. But actually I would never wear a bell sleeve. So maybe just like a long loose, a long loose I would roll up. A little, a little. loose, like a sweater that's kind of chunk. Yeah. I roll up my sleeves instinctively like every single time for some reason, no matter what the sleeve is. I'm trying to roll up short sleeves. I'm like, they're in the way. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just had this realization the other day where I was like, why do people roll up their sleeves when they eat? Have you ever spilled on your wrists? (laughs) Oh, man. That is so funny. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) I think it's hilarious. And I also quit my stand-up class because of this joke. <laughs> no, there's more. Okay. I love this. <laughs> this is me bombing on my own podcast. <laughs> okay, next. Okay, one of the most stressful things that a friend can say to you is, remind me to give you the gift I have for you. <laughs> That's good. That's good. There's something there. I didn't write the rest of the joke, but there's something fucking there. It's like, yeah, I agree. It's like, this is on me now. What? Especially when it's a situation where it's not like Christmas gifts where you're equally exchanging or something. Like, my friend, a friend of mine had a gift for me just out of the blue. There was no holiday or occasion. It wasn't a situation where we were going to be exchanging. And said that to me when I ran into her at the gym. And I was like, listen i can't do that right so after this workout class i'm gonna be like hey where's my gift hey (laughs) where's where's my goodie bag huh no every time i see you text you beforehand to remind you to bring it like bring my gift it's the most it's the most aggressive thing that someone can do to you actually even even if you give me a gift then you've started by giving me the punishment of having to like present as a weirdly like greedy hungry person right which is something i think a lot of people don't want to be interpreted as for me actually being asked if anyone says remind me to i'm already pissed like right why oh why remind your fucking self you're asking the wrong person you have the wherewithal to say those words make an audio like reminder on your phone you can do that remind now i have to carry the burden of something i don't care about why well, I probably wasn't going to remember it even if this was my problem because they want to be able to say you didn't remind me yeah guess what and it's I not won't. my job and I won't I won't now I have to remind you to have a moment where I look like a greedy little piggy for my gift no it's really the most ridiculous scenario to be put in and like as a people pleaser I want to do what they're asking me and also Ooh. as a people pleaser I don't want to ask you for anything let alone <laughs> she's a short-circuited gift. she's short-circuited <laughs> it's like what, what? yeah exactly okay so that joke there was something there there was potential that was great I laughed hard did you ever get your gift 
I did. It was a sweatshirt. How did you end up? That's very nice. How did you end up asking for it? Were you like, give me that. I'm ready for that. Listen to this. I want that. I told her that I was maybe going to write a joke about that. Okay. And that's how I brought it up. I was like, you know, when you told me to ask you to remind me about the gift, I find that impossible to do. And therefore, I'm writing a joke about it. But here's your reminder, me bringing up this joke. You know, she laughed. And then I got the sweatshirt. Okay, sweet. Win-win. Okay. More comedy, please. (laughs) The best thing about having a boyfriend is coming home to find out how they decided to make the bed that day. (laughs) The joke isn't fully formed after that sentence, but basically, and Ryan and I don't live together or anything, but sometimes he'll stay here and like, I'll be out of the door earlier in the morning than him and he'll stay and leave whenever he's ready to go to work. Do something creative. Yeah, and the bed is made differently every time. We've done tutorials. (laughs) We've spent time, concerted quality time together learning this is how i make it and this yeah. is where each pillow goes i've seen the pillows under the blankets i've seen the pillows under the blankets before a hundred percent the blanket yeah. just pulled over the top like yeah. hiding everything else yeah. <laughs> it's quilts like in a weird quilts at the bottom underneath the sheet right. the top sheet right. um decorative pillows like is this in between the main pillows like just yeah like, just in a row just in a row maybe this yeah. is how men express themselves <laughs> creatively I think, I think it's how they express that they feel like trapped by us or something <laughs> i'm always like do you really hate it here that much that you can't just like fucking figure out the bed <laughs> like I you can say it your own place <laughs> I, I didn't ask him to, he's like i do live on my on my own but thanks um yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. That was something. That was good. I gave a. <laughs> I gave it's like relatable. a relatable. Yeah, it's relatable. Um, damn. Really, the wrist spilling one was like my big hitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what really worked about that joke is how you were like, "Oh, do you ever do that?" And I was like, "No." And you were like, "Anyway, so people do that. Why they do that?" <laughs> so I was like, "You've lost the premise." I wouldn't have done it that way on stage. I wasn't going to do crowd work with that one. I just felt like I'm on a podcast right now. Maybe I should make it interactive. And yeah. I quickly learned I shouldn't. Crowd of so. one. <laughs> Not great odds. Okay. The rest of these things are more like sad. <laughs> that does sound funny. No, I want to hear them. They're not even really jokes. They were just thoughts that I had. Like, okay. do you ever get a screen time notification that yours was down last week? And get upset because that means you were probably working a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a lot to process. It's too much. But yeah. basically, like, no, I no, I follow it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't relate. I'm just, I I'm just always like good for lot. me. I'm always just like good for me. Oh, I won't give myself the win. I'll be okay. like, oh, that's because you were like miserable and working. Mm. Mm. You know. Okay, so that one's not funny and not anything <laughs> no i feel sad i feel okay, sad good. yeah i feel no, sad. Cool. <laughs> okay this is a petty complaint totally i actually thought of this one like yesterday so it wasn't for my comedy class it was just a thought um i just get really pissed off by people who a, an example is like people who order a dirty martini at a dive bar and, mm-hmm. like, get upset when it's bad. Yeah. 
do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Read the room. Know where you are. Like the lobster in a diner reference I made a few weeks ago. Like, just fucking, you can do that, sure. But be prepared for it to be bad. There's a certain type of person that, like, thinks everything is an attack on them, I think. And they are those people. Oh, that's a good call. It's very victim-y. This is no longer stand-up. You can okay, okay. express your thoughts. I can just express. <laughs> I agree. I have nothing to add. I'm, I'm okay. so dry. I'm so dry. I'll keep going. In my Don't heart. Worry. Okay. <laughs> I was trying. Okay. Really, a lot of the problem I had with my stand-up class was that I was trying to write a set about something that like meant something to me or that I thought was going to help people or like be meaningful in some way in the past when I've done stand-up I've kind of just like anchored around a stupid story from my life that's inherently a funny story and Mm -hmm. maybe like woven in a few other jokes as I tell it but it's never been like a commentary on like something and I kind of wanted to challenge myself to make it more of a commentary on something and that was really hard to do because I also feel like that's what we do here um so I started out trying to write some jokes about not wanting kids or not thinking that I want kids. And so I was working on a joke that was like, like people, some people will argue that like a woman's body is made to give birth. And I would say like, since when is that the barometer for us doing things like there's so many things that our bodies are meant to do that we don't that we override Mm -hmm. and there's so many things our bodies are not meant to do that we make them do anyway yeah and then I was going to list examples ending with the best example which is blowjobs that's not natural we're doing it anyway um so yeah I was trying to work on a joke about that it was just really hard it was really hard to like I think I was putting a lot of pressure on myself with this class. Like at the end of the day, it was a class for novices. So it didn't need to be that good. But I was like, I want to say something that matters. And that's so relatable and so funny. And like, I just was wanting to get to like, the epitome of what stand up comedians are that I like watch on TV or go see live. And yeah, I just was coming up with like these mundane little things, which, you know, one of those stand ups could turn into a whole set and I probably could if I had more capacity for it or felt funnier I don't really feel very funny right now like I don't think I've, I haven't said anything funny this entire podcast I understand I know sometimes you it's understand just gone. sometimes it's just gone why do so you I'm, feel it's gone for you without saying too much look at enough. me look at me look at me you look beautiful here. and glowing you really that's do. the highlighter that's the highlighter that's of not my course talent is, but of course um yeah how long have you not been feeling funny like 28 minutes (laughs) you felt funny coming into this (laughs) yeah right before we started recording no shit (sighs) no i didn't feel funny i haven't talked to anyone like three days so like sometimes you know you haven't spoken and you're like i don't know what it's gonna sound like when i start right yeah i do know i've been thinking a lot about how much i think my period just affects everything oh. do you think that my humor is in my period and it's bleeding out no 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 no, no. no I, I was gonna say i'm not funny until i get my period and then it comes out 
Because I'm so getting my period tomorrow, so, so I might be funny. You do or tomorrow. don't have your period, okay? I don't have my period. I don't have my period. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to understand when I'm going to be funny again, and maybe it's when I have my period. Maybe it's when you have the period. Interesting. Or maybe it's during my ocular phase. Or what are the other phases? I'm in my luteal phase right now, and you, it's not feeling very funny. That? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in my lute. I'm in my luteal for sure. Okay, hold on. You know why? I started keeping I started keeping a period journal because it literally I bought a planner just to track not just my period, but every single day and how I feel and what my appetite is and what my attitude is and what my energy is because I feel so rocked by it every single month. And it's like kind of become possibly an issue in my relationships yeah the the period the planner the the the, the way that i choose to live my life <laughs> like i'm trying i'm kind of wondering if the tracking of it feels like it's helping or hurting because i could see it oh, going no, no, either no. way well i haven't been tracking it for a while that closely and that didn't seem to be helping so i'm hoping i think tracking it helps because just to be able to anticipate like okay tomorrow i'm gonna try cry all day i'm gonna cry all day and then the next day i'm gonna want to pick a fight over everything and then the next day i'm gonna have no energy i'm not gonna want to do work and it's like (sighs) i know somebody told me that men also have a cycle but it's a daily cycle and they go through their whole hormonal cycle hormonal cycle in a day i actually have heard that that's wild which makes me just want to like on to every man any day i can just be like oh you're on your cycle <laughs> oh you're in your cycle that's a good joke hey that's stand up you were funny that's funny that's funny i want to die it's real funny you're in your cycle oh you're cycling I speaking of cycles, say that to your dad or your say that to your boyfriend. <laughs> say that to your boyfriend. See how well they respond. Speaking of cycles and boyfriends, mm-hmm. I was like, I talked about it last week. How I was feeling like I kept overbooking myself, and I was telling Ryan about it, and I was like, I feel like maybe it's seasonal, like. Maybe I can just handle doing a little bit less in the winter because I'm tired and it's darker and, you know, I can't expect myself to handle a schedule that looks like my July schedule when it's January, February. Maybe it's seasonal and I think it just goes in these phases. And he was like, yeah, maybe, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like with you, it's not really like these long seasonal phases. It's more like every three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. and he was like, you know, like you'll have one week where you're really, really busy and you're like doing everything. And then the next week you'll feel like really tired and burnt out and sad from it and just like crash. And then you'll be like, next week I need to like do more to feel better. So then... You do that and it like maybe works for a week, but then by week two, it's too much again. Yeah. And then the cycle repeats. And I was like, "Uh, uh, 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 (laughs) you're not invited to my home anymore. (laughs) Yeah. The boyfriends are calling us out. Everyone's calling us out. My therapist is calling me out. Bitch. Fire her. That's not what she's supposed to do. 
I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking, everybody. A therapist, you, I'll never you should. Find her. First of all, Jess will never fire a therapist. <laughs> They're basically dating, but also you should <laughs> find a therapist who is comfortable pushing back. Because the whole point oh, yeah. is to learn something new about yourself. Learn something you didn't know before. La, 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 la. Totally. Who cares? Who cares? Whatever. Why are she, you fighting with your therapist? She, um, we're just always fighting because <laughs> I'll say something. I'll be like, and I don't know why I'm being this way. And she's like, you don't know why? <laughs> you're like, no, I don't, Barbara, because you're bad at your job. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess I could like think, I guess I do know some reasons. <laughs> and she's like, tell me. And I'm like, God. we both know the reasons, but I also just want to say that I don't know why so that I can just like <laughs> breathe for a second. <laughs> I'm so fed up with everything. I'm fed up with this. Yeah, why do I have to know? Why do I have to know stuff about myself? Why do I have to have a cycle? But the thing is, too, that in this same breath, in this same conversation with her. In the same corporate gulp. In the same corporate gulp with my therapist, she was like, you know, hon, we've been doing this for close to 10 years. Oh, my God. She's was like, bitch, I fucking know. (laughs) Never leave me. She was like, this is this is actually pretty interesting. She was like, this talk therapy is what's called insight-based therapy. And you have all the insights. Like, when you're feeling a certain way, you know what you're feeling. You can articulate it. You can separate emotion from, like, truth and fact and logic and still let yourself feel it. You can root it back to things that have happened in your past that make you this way. You can figure out how you should handle it and how you should communicate with that person and blah, 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 blah. You have the insights. This is insight-based therapy. You've been doing it for nine years. You have them. And she was like, if there's still like a block for you in certain things you're trying to get past in your life, like we've already tried the insights. And she's like, I love talking to you and you can always talk to me and I want dog. I, I want to support you. Wait, what? But she wasn't breaking up with me, don't worry. But, well, maybe she kind of was. She was basically referring me to a different type of therapy. Oh, shit. She was like, at this point, like, you got the insights. I'm going to refer you to this different therapist. And she was like, you can still see me. It's different. You're not even going to be talking with her. It's like a whole different approach to kind of like trauma-based stuff. But she was like, that being said, when I refer people out to this person, like a lot of times they don't come back to me anymore because it just kind of like helps them so much more and not to say fixes them, but like kind of fixes them. Did she say what kind of therapy it was? Was like EMDR or something? It's EMDR. Oh, yo, it's all the rave. Have you done it? All the rage. It is all the rage. All the rave. (laughs) I don't know what the word is. As I bring it up to people, people are like, oh, I did that. And I'm like, you don't seem that healed, so I'm yeah, worried. <laughs> that's the thing. Anybody who talks about uh, anybody who talks about going to therapy, they're the least healed people. Like ca- <laughs> case in point, case in we're point, we're spiraling all the yeah. time. Yeah, no, I haven't done it, but I've heard a lot of people talk to it, uh, talk about it, and I think I was like, it's like rapid eye movement and yes. like tapping and stuff. And what I guess it works. I don't fucking know. Prince Harry famously did it and televised it, like actually one of the assignments that this emdr therapist asked me to do before our first session is was to televise to go watch <laughs> <laughs> to go watch his emdr session on youtube because mm-hmm. i think he he purpose you know he did that so that people could have 
resources and awareness because it really helped him and so that people could see exactly what it is shit i feel like i have to do this so i haven't watched that yet but i'm going to and it does it is interesting like it is it's this eye movement rapid eye movement like bilateral stimulation thing where basically they you know whether it's with light or with sound or different um sensory triggers they have you kind of like do repeated patterns left right left right left right for with your eyes with your eyes or with your hands or just like listening okay yeah and it's supposed to be really repetitive and probably gets really boring but i guess it stimulates both sides of your brain and helps traumatic memories whether they are memories that we are consciously aware of or memories that happen like before we were even capable of remembering um helps those memories like integrate and normalize you know like the way that barbara explained it to me is if i ask you about a traumatic event that happened in your life you can tell me about it right away you can describe like the scene and the feeling and the this and then that and what was said and what was done and whatever but if i ask you about what you had for lunch on monday you'll have to spend a second like getting that out of the filing cabinet like it's there different kind of memory it's a different kind of memory apparently emdr like integrates traumatic memories and kind of normalizes them so that they're not like at the forefront of your brain and so that your body's your body when it's triggered by something similar doesn't have the same like reaction Uh. and I'm sure that there are therapists listening and saying, you know, feeling like I'm not describing it right. I'm not a therapist. Please, if this interests you, talk to a doctor or a therapist, do your own research. But yeah, I guess I'm going to maybe try that. And that sounds awesome. Barbara was like, we might never talk again because you might be healed. That's and I was wild. Like, You've been holding this from me for this long because you <laughs> love me. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy to hear because at least the premise of that, I feel like I relate to a lot. I've gone to therapy for so long and like I can intellectualize all these things. I can talk about them like pretty articulately. I can like name the thing that's happening and like my emotional center has not caught up with what I can intellectualize. Like my, yeah, my emotions have not caught up with my logic and I sometimes I feel like I'm stuck I think I've even said that to therapists before like I get it I know this I know that I see this I see that um you know I don't know how much like more I can change like I I don't it doesn't seem like it's I don't want to say it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere but the I do feel silly sometimes walking into therapy over and over and being like, yeah, I want to talk about my lack of self-worth again. Like, I want to talk about how anxious I feel again. And sometimes I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I get actually caught up in how exhausting it must be as a therapist to, I think one of the things I like loosely considered, did I want to go to psychology at some point? And I was like, I really don't think that I could handle or have the patience to handle people who like weren't really changing and talking about the same thing over and over. And I have changed a lot. I would say I'm like, I feel unrecognizable from a person I was a few years ago from years before that, blah, blah, blah. But there are common themes that I keep talking about. And I don't know. Sometimes I just want to smash my brain in. I know. 
Yeah, this is really, that was what Barbara said was like, she recommends this for people who really are like stuck in exactly what you just said. I I definitely have felt that silliness going into therapy and being like, so we're going to talk about this again. Or like, <laughs> I haven't done anything about this situation since the last seven times we've talked. <laughs> but let's repeat everything I feel about it one more time just to make sure that totally. we know how I feel. Or I, I like describe something and they're like, who does that? Do you know who I'm going to say that sounds like? And I'll be like, let me guess, my dad. Like, <laughs> Oh, there's only ever like two answers. I know. It's like my mom or my dad. Wow, yeah. That reminds you of. I hate that question. I'm like your mom. Fucking know it's my mom. Sounds like your mom. Okay. (laughs) Um. Yeah. You're not so perfect. Sometimes I get so I want to be aggressive and I'd be like, I bet you're not. But you're you're. That's the good thing with me and Barb. Since we are in a relationship, is that I she will tell me sometimes like you know my husband is like that, like if I'm. If Brian and I are like not, you know, having a conflict or something yeah. that we just are not like seeing the same way or not being able to, we definitely process conflict, me and him, really differently. And my therapist has been like, oh, my husband and I are the same way. And she'll tell me a little ditty. And I'm like, okay, y- your life isn't perfect just because you give me the advice. So that does help yeah, like, humanize. Um, but also, what you were saying reminded me of one of my favorite shows that needs to come back. Did you ever end up watching it? Um, it's called Shrinking on Apple TV. I think no, I talked about it on the podcast. No, I think at one you point. talked about it. You should definitely watch it if you're like looking for a show that will make you honestly maybe feel good for the exact mood you're in this week because it's like funny and light, but also thought provoking and relatable and short episodes, one season. It's about this guy who's a therapist and how at the very beginning, I'm not giving anything away by saying this, literally in the first episode, you see him seeing the same clients over and over, over like a long stretch of time. Mm -hmm. And he just becomes enraged with the fact that they are not doing anything about these problems. And he just has to sit there and listen and support them. And the whole show is about kind of how he starts to like... um bridge that gap and start to get more involved and meddle more and more because he's just like annoyed that they're not doing anything in their lives and he's also projecting a little because he's not doing anything in his life anyway such a fucking good show um i think it's probably relatable to everyone who's done therapy for a long amount of time or to anyone who like provides it i don't fucking know i don't know i don't know i don't know well, I don't know. What would it be like if I didn't have to like talk about all this stuff all the time? Like what what would it be like if I didn't have all these emotions and anxieties and triggers and traumas? Probably like maybe I'd have a dog or something <laughs> or like <laughs> some other hobby. I think I would have a dog. Yeah, do you think I'd have a dog? I think you'd have a dog. I think you might have a cat. Ooh. No, maybe you'd have a dog. I think Ooh. you could handle a cat today. Okay. But a dog you can't handle. Don't, <laughs> don't want sure. it. Don't want it at all. I don't. Okay, little squeesh. Tummy. Squeeshy squeesh. You know how some people have a texting persona that's like really different from their in-person persona? Yes. 
I don't I don't really know how that fissure happens. <laughs> it's like very interesting to me. And also I was just thinking about like people who have texting personas that I cannot tolerate. That like even though I understand it's just their texting persona, I'm so upset all the time. So what are the categories of like this type of texture is a no for me? I mean, I'll still text them, but I'm going to be mad at them constantly. The whole time. I'm yeah. going to call up my friend Lean. My friend Lean is such a dry texter. First of all, I think the driest texters are usually these days in their 40s. It's like Gen X yeah. or whatever. They didn't grow up with the same texting culture. I used to have to text a lot of like 40-year-olds when I was doing a lot of babysitting, <laughs> when I was doing a lot of babysitting, and I'd be like texting the mom, and that shit, it's like, do you hate me? Every two seconds, yeah. things ending with a period, okay with a period, but like there's nothing, they're not, texting a 40-year-old is one of the most stressful things you can do in your life, I'm gonna say. Right. Right. And um, my friend Lean kind of texts like that, and I've talked, I've talked to them about it before, and been like, hello are you excited send me a single heart <laughs> and they were like i text for logistics i text for logistics like they've acknowledged that's infuriating i think it's a power ploy but they know i hate it and they won't stop it's interesting because i feel like you've also said that you would prefer to be that type of texter <laughs> i do say that but i don't text do for it. logistics i don't, I don't do need it to like feign enthusiasm no but here's the thing here's the thing i text for logistics like i don't want to fucking hear your inner monologue Right. I want to text when we're trying to meet up or anything, but I can still throw a heart in there. I can still throw an exclamation point or yeah. like a silly face or like a, a pee emoji of like a right. pee pod. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you do. Yeah, I do. And I do. And you do and you do. <laughs> and I do. And I do. And I do and I do. And I do. Is that a song? <laughs> I don't know what that is. That is a song. It what is. What is that? How or is you, it? And I don't, can, and I don't, and I don't. Is it I don't? Well, I don't know now. Whenever I say I don't, and I'm thinking musically, I think of that Red well, Hot Chili Peppers song where they go, I don't. <laughs> Do you know that song? No. It's called Other Side by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't. Yeah. They just say don't. Yeah, they say it's don't, but they say don't. They say, I don't. I don't believe it's bad. Okay. Anyway, I don't. It's pretty fire um, track. Where's the, what was that song? <laughs> Wasn't that a song? Or I do? Maybe I wrote it. How can we look that up? Here, you Shazam. I write songs you Shazam. all day long. No, no, no. I write songs all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote one. Shazam. Wait, pull out your Shazam. Shazam this and see if anything comes up. I can't because you're in my headphones. You are all, you sing it, I'll sing it after. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, are you shazamming? Siri, what song is this? Go. Listening? Oh. I like what you do with your shoulders when you do that. Does that do anything? No, no. Wait, it's almost there. No song. No found. result. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Go back to the texting. Texting is so different tec from their personality. Texting a seventy-year-old. Texting a seventy-year-old, and they're hitting you with ellipses at the end of just like sentences. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Hope you have a good trip. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you, are you kill following me? me onto the plane <laughs> and hijacking it? Want to murder me? <laughs> Um, Happy birthday, yeah, no. dot, dot, dot. Get the fuck. <laughs> I'm going to block you. It Grandma, is really I'm going to block you. 
it is really fucking tough yeah who what's your least favorite texting persona i mean dry texting is really hard for me yeah i will say i've gotten a little bit better at accepting it because okay i think this is something that dry texters say to just feel better about themselves they're trying this is a power ploy it's a power ploy i know but i also think there's something to it which is like that the dry texters are actually like the most fun people in person (laughs) (laughs) and they're just they're just conserving energy like that's what they say to get away with it and sometimes it's true sometimes it's not true but I will allow that statement to be made on occasion. I can. Okay. I'll allow it. I can think of people that I will allow for and people that I will not. Ryan, I, I wouldn't call him a dry texter. Well, he's a man. They have a whole different language. He's a man. And he's yeah. also about to turn 40, to be fair. So oh, it's about to be bad. That's about to be going to get worse. <laughs> you're going right to get your, I thought. your good morning text is going to be a okay period (laughs) i think he knows i've trained him well enough where he knows that that's like will not stand here but um yeah i feel like i've been investing a lot in like getting a little bit more out of our texting interactions over the last couple years and it's about to just plummet of the age you've been investing a lot with him in that like you've been coaching him i would say so he doesn't know he's being coached (laughs) That's the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing but to him? That's how I do most things. Unlike the making of the beds where it was very clear I was trying to coach and he Resisted. has rebelled. Yeah. He has not taken any of my lessons. How do you coach so, him? Are you trying to give him like positive feedback when he like ends with an exclamation point and you're like, I really like that. That makes me feel good. <laughs> Can you imagine? I think, I think it's a little bit like learning his patterns. For example... If we're in a texting, in a fast back and forth on texting, it's a lot better than if he just responds to something like an hour or two later. That's usually when I'm going to get the driest response. But if we're in a back and forth, I'll get glimmers of like intrigue from him. And I'm like, say more about that. Or I'm like, oh, maybe I'll send a send a gif. And that'll really get him like, oh, she's excited now. Mm. And then he'll he'll elaborate a little bit more. Or like, you just have to take the opportunities when there's a sparkle of hope and be like, okay, let, I'm going to keep, I might be busy. I might have to like go run to okay. do something right now, but I'm going to stay in this acting text conversation because it's an opportunity for him to see how great it can be when the back and forth is like lively, oh, you know? Okay. okay. So it's more like... Um, it's like classically conditioning. It's like, I'll give you more if you give me more. Maybe it's matching energies a little bit, you know? So- sounds good. It's too bad it's about to end. <sighs> right. I'm planning a surprise for him for his birthday. And I guess I can't say more about it. Tell us. Listen to this. No, just tell him not to listen. <laughs> tell us. I want to know. I don't give a shit about what he wants. Okay. I don't think he's going to listen and I'll just tell him not to. Um. He, yeah. So I reached out to his best friend who lives in Seattle who I've never met but I've heard a lot about and they just like haven't been able to really visit each other and see each other in the last couple of years and I DM'd him and I was like hi it's me do you know who I am oh you're so cute I was like pretty weird about it I was like I'm Ryan's girlfriend like do you know that and it's okay if you don't and and he was like I know who you are Jess and I was like cool (laughs) 
Um, this was actually all an elaborate ploy to just find out if he talks about me. So we're done. Can you imagine not knowing who your best friend's partner was? Boys don't talk about like anything. That's like, actually true. Know. That is actually true. That's true. So and then I was like, basically, I invited us to visit him. But I just asked, like, I want to do something special for Ryan's birthday. It's a big birthday. I know you guys haven't seen each other in a while. And I'd love to meet you. Like, what if we came to Seattle and what if you also asked like this other friend if he could make the flight and whatever and so we're doing it and Ryan doesn't know yet I'm probably gonna like it's a trip so I feel like I I'm gonna tell him ahead of time you're not gonna tell Um, him on the plane right like he needs to know a little bit (laughs) bag over his head tell him for Valentine's or something and he also is a person that like needs to be able to like pre-process and plan ahead yeah like wrap his head around like we're gonna be on a trip for four days i'm gonna see my friend let me like get in the headspace oh so i'll give him yeah that heads up but yeah he doesn't currently know i'm really excited and i've never been there before and i've never met this friend and i am being quite overbearing in all of our communications okay (laughs) (laughs) i just want to be communicative and collaborative and corporate gulp so you're being overbearing so i'm being overbearing and i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna let just so you know i am gonna let ryan know ahead of time um i'll let you know once i do so that you guys can talk about like things you'd want to do and i definitely will be down for like doing most of the things with you but i'll also make sure to like leave you to your one-on-one time because i know other people who are in seattle and like i'll just go hang out with them and whatever blah, blah. and i just sent like this long text to that effect and he was like he like hearted it like, okay. <laughs> okay are you mad at me okay okay <laughs> so i don't know what this heart means um yeah that sounds really sweet that sounds really sweet surprises are so stressful because i like i feel like surprise doing a surprise birthday party or something like that is not the way that you're doing it because you are gonna let him know and then blah blah blah. but when you're doing a lot of times when people are doing like a surprise birthday party you have to first kind of trick the person into thinking you're not giving them a birthday party or something and it's like it's stressful they're sad before they're happy. Like, yeah, and then you they're, have they're to They're thinking like, everyone forgot their birthday until yeah. 7 p.m. when they show up at the party and everyone's there. And then there's no time to process it because you have to like instantly switch into whatever you're supposed to perform for a yeah. surprise thing. I think it's... Surprises are not for everyone. Like that's actually, I think, a key question to know about your partner Ooh, or your best friends or whatever yeah. is like, do you like surprises? Do you only like certain types of surprises, like small surprises versus big ones like that? Do you want a surprise, Um, JJ? I like a surprise. However, I am extremely hard to surprise because I am so controlling and overbearing and (laughs) such a planner and I will not let you not tell me everything that's going on. So if you can pull off a surprise for me, I won't try. I would never try. That's amazing. Yeah. The only person who has done it my mom did a surprise party for me once when I was like 20, maybe it was 20. And she like texted one of my best friends from college to text all the other people and surprised me like I came home and they were all there. So Cute. I don't know. Some people can do it. I guess my mom was like an unsuspecting person. Villain. Like I wouldn't have really guessed that she was going to do that for me. So yeah, when that's she did, nice. it was very surprising. Um, friends would probably be harder or or partner would be harder too yeah you have to hurt them first 
Yeah, basically. Do you like surprises? Um, I don't know if I've ever really had a surprise something. What about even in a small way of like in, in a small way? Sure. A little like I think oh, I always tonight, put on your best outfit because we're going to do that. We're going to do something that's a surprise. Ah, sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I receive surprises weirdly because I get. In- <laughs> I just learned that very well. <laughs> I didn't even have anything to give you, and you got super weird about it. I think I immediately get stressed out. I get a little stressed out receiving like any gift um because i'm immediately going to the mode of like i have to communicate the correct flavor of gratitude mm-hmm. and um i mul- i like many times have actually put my foot in my ma- my mouth trying to be grateful for a gift and actually just like insulted somebody or mm. like negated the next gift they were going to give me or something um so i think with surprises it's kind of it's kind of similar it's like I'm not going to have a human reaction yeah. just to start off. The negating the next gift is really funny. It's like, um, oh, I'm so glad you got me this and not that. And no, 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 it's not like that. that. <laughs> not like that. Well, kind of like what being like, I think about this day. This is one of my worst. This is one of my worst days ever as a child, which is going to tell you how magical and charmed my childhood was but I think Mm. about this all the time this one Christmas I was 11 my mom gave me this like floor length floor length like matron's nightgown for an 11 year old and I think it's often with gifts that I don't really know why I got it that I go really hard into justifying to them like oh this was a really good gift for this reason and mm. I get very anxious about it and so I was just like oh like this is such a good gift mom this crazy fucking nightgown you gave me such a good gift because now I don't have to wear slippers and like I hate wearing slippers and like it covers my toes like why is this why is this 11 year old wearing slippers. a nightgown that covers my toes and I just kept like talking about how much I fucking hated slippers and then like the next gift she gave me I unwrapped with slippers and I had to be like oh one time one time my sister gave me this was pretty bad one time i don't i this was really my fault one time my um sister gave me this gift it was christmas i really ruined christmas quite frequently and it was like this really weird shape and i sat down to open it and we were doing this whole weird we were like testing out a new tradition in our family where we would open each one gift at at Christmas breakfast and it was very like performative. Mm. She Mm -hmm. gave me this weird package. I was like, wow, this must be a rolling pin. La, 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 la. Then I opened it and it was a rolling pin. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to like the quickest transition of my life being like, oh, good. (laughs) The reason I said that is because I've actually really been needing one. <laughs> I mean, it was actually so thoughtful. I don't know why I like thought to make, I don't even know why I said it jokingly because I was doing a lot of baking and she was just, it was like one of the, it was one of my worst moments. And she was just like, oh, like I thought you could use it for all the baking you've been doing. And I was like, yeah, I could use that. <laughs> but I just completely, like there was no recovering. I've done that a lot. Yeah, no, I'm familiar because gift giving in my family is like the most stressful the most stressful thing actually around the holidays when we were eliciting input on like what we should talk about on our holiday episode like going home surviving the holidays at home yeah um a lot of people wrote in about gifts and like how to handle the pressures and stress and like so weird different dynamics and it is really revealing of like just the differences in 
in people, I think. Because my sister is very like, I think gifts is probably one of her main love languages, actually. And she loves a great gift because it makes her feel really seen and like that person gets me and Mm. like it just like it lands perfectly but that makes it a lot harder for it to land because it feels like there's so much pressure on it when it isn't a perfect gift for her she can feel like why would they get me this like they clearly don't understand me like I Mm. even just said recently that I don't really like these things or Mm -hmm. and the person must have just missed my mom is like the type of person who goes a million miles a minute and she probably missed the fact that you said that once or whatever and it just creates like so many dynamics at christmas time this year we decided not to do family gifts oh that's um, so nice because i've been begging for it for years because i'm yeah. like listen we're adults i'm 32 caitlin's 28 we are lucky to make a good living and buy ourselves whatever we want. This we is what I'm saying. This things. is what I'm saying. Yeah. It was meaningful when we used to give each other like, like when we used to give each other like once, like like in the middle ages and you would turn 16 and you would get like one silken box he- of baby tea. head scarf or something yeah. or like a chicken or whatever and you'd be yeah. like oh i could never get this chicken on my own but now it's like i can buy any chicken i can get any chicken any time of day i can get a chicken a fucking, a fucking uber eats now i know i could have seven chickens right now yeah um no i know and it, it it is still meaningful like i always say if somebody really has a specific gift that they saw that they want to get me that they feel like jess will love this i really appreciate it and i'm actually really good at I'll open any gift and be excited about it. Like whether I deep down am or not, I'm good. I'm a good person to give a gift to because I'm not putting too much weight on it and I'll just be happy to receive it. But that being said, I don't like collecting a lot of junk and like like getting gifts to get gifts. Same. And especially from my parents. And it's like, I know that they, especially my mom feels really good to get us stuff at Christmas and it's like a tradition and, Maybe it even reminds her of like when we were little and we would get showered with gifts and whatever. But it makes me feel gross that my parents are buying me an adult woman like all these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like, if there's something specific you want to get me, get it. But otherwise, I really don't want to do this anymore. And we finally stopped this year. And my mom still got us one thing each. Like she couldn't help herself. And... I gave everyone cards and looked like the best daughter and sister in the world because no one else wrote fucking cards. (laughs) And yeah, we did like a weird target challenge that my sister saw on TikTok that was actually really funny to do as a family where we all went to Target together and picked names out of a hat in the parking lot of like basically someone that would be our secret Santa. And then you have to go into Target, you have a $50 budget and you have to get like one thing that they need one thing that oh a snack and like a wild card like really easy parameters for someone in your family yeah so like i got my dad uh, my sister got me and we just like ran around target tried to avoid each other like we would run into each other in like the aisles and be like you can't see what i'm getting you can't know like who my secret santa is and then we went home and opened them and it was actually like pretty funny and it was just light stuff that's adorable so there's yeah yeah, yeah. To there's get, no like, pressure about yeah yeah, yeah yeah i do like that because it's like it's still something to do and it's something you know i thought about yeah, it a it little like bit but only f- five minutes in target 
exactly only for the 20 minute time span that we yeah. had allotted and the 50 50 dollar budget that we all had like oh that is anyways nice. i like it yeah gifts are weird totally surprises are weird well surprise it's the end of the episode wow what do you think oh i was about that i don't know i was expecting a little bit of a better reaction from you i guess i was gonna i was gonna throw a lot more hot fire comedy at you no i have nothing <laughs> I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot. I gave you my best, which also happens to be my worst. No, this was this was right for today. And if you don't agree, it's your fault for being here. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been Not For Everyone. I'm Jess. You can find me on Instagram, Jay-Z DeBakey. You can find Caroline on YouTube, Caroline Winkler. And you can follow us at Not For Everyone Pod on Instagram. Not the number four, everyone pod. You can also find us on YouTube. All of our episodes are in video form there. Um, just search the podcast name. We freaking appreciate you. Thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for being open to the surprises today. And I think that's really fucking it. That's it. Great job. Great job. Maybe it was do. Maybe it was do. And I'll do, and I'll do, and I'll do, and I'll do. Oh, it's gotta keep going. I love the one and 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 the one. It sounds very like Arabic. Honestly, sounds like music from the old country to me.